Morning resurrection. Oh, come on. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. If you're glad to be in the house of the Lord, I need you to stand in your feet and give God a quick hand clap of praise. If you're just glad to be in his house one more time. What an awesome and mighty God that we serve. Uh, listen, listen, we want to welcome you uh, to resurrection to this worship experience. That's exactly what it's going to be. Uh, thank you all for being here with us today, either in person or online. Uh, but if this is your first time, very first time here worshiping with us, we invite you now to take out your phone and text the word GUEST, G-U-E-S-T, uh, to 830-689-8074. Uh, we just want to tell you thank you uh, for coming to worship with us on today. Uh, but we came to worship, amen? Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe you don't feel like it. Maybe you don't feel like it. But guess what? God said, it doesn't matter how you feel. I'm still God, which means I'm still good, which means I'm still worthy. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, his name is worthy to be praised. So I need you to put aside your feelings and put it in your spirit this morning to give God some praise. Um, I have some very special people, some, uh, some of my most favorite people with us here on today. Our youth are going to lead us in worship this morning. They have on their military gear. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. See, y'all come on Sundays to play church. But you can't play church. This, this is a war. This is, this is a battle. So I double dog dare you, which means you got to do it. I double dog dare you to let out a war cry of praise. Oh, they're still not ready. They're still not ready to fight. I double dog dare you to let out a war cry of praise unto our God. Enemy's still not scared. He's still not scared. He, he don't think we got nothing. I double dog dare you to give God a war cry of praise. Come on, young people, take us higher. Take us higher.
you get louder. I don't need the musicians to hide me up. I can praise him all by myself. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus, all that he's done for me. He's kept me COVID free. He protected me. He delivered me. He saved me. He redeemed me. Oh, come on, come on, come on. You too busy looking at me, but I need some worshipers that can just say he's been good. He's been kind. He's been a friend, prince of peace, mighty, mighty fortress. He's been good. He's been good. I don't need the music. I don't need the choir. I just need my two hands. I just need a voice. Is there anybody who can worship him? Worship him for victory. Worship him for victory. Worship him for victory. Worship him for victory. Victory is here. Victory is coming your way. Victory is coming your way. I'm victorious. Do I have any victorious people in here? Do I have any victorious people in here? Anybody that can worship him for the victory? No matter what you're going through, you don't have to be afraid. He's with you. 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 Don't be afraid. You can worship him in advance for your victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By the hand of the Almighty, I've been set free. He'll deliver me complete. Now I'm walking in victory.
Come on and give all these young people, these babies, the biggest, loudest applause you can give right now. Amen. Azaria. Azaria. Amen. Listen, listen. First of all, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I wish I had that energy back. Amen. I, tell them I'm serious. Amen. I, but tell them I, I realize I don't have it. Amen. And it ain't coming back. Amen. Aren't you glad and proud to see babies on stage, children, giving their life and their energy and their gifts and their talents? This baby just completed a third phase of chemotherapy. And she's on stage right now. Some of us don't have any physical, major physical trauma. We pout over little bitty things. The issues we go through are not even life-threatening. And yet we're depressed. We can't pray. We can't praise God. We got attitudes. And this baby is walking in victory. Somebody ought to just give God a shout. Say, I needed that today. Somebody ought to say, Lord, I needed that. I needed to see that. I needed to know that you are a God that I can trust. Even when I'm going through something, I can still walk through victory. Somebody ought to just shout, hallelujah. Come on, give all these kids a, a great big hand. Amen. Come on, give them, give them some love right now. Oh, but I wouldn't let go. Jesus kept me. And I won't let go. Just for me. Just for me. Here's what we celebrate today. Jesus came. Just for me. Oh. Ooh, just for me. Just for me. Two thousand years ago, Jesus. Jesus came and did it just for me. One more time. Just for me. Just for me. Oh, just for me. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus came and did it. me 
time. Jesus. Jesus How many believe he came and did it? Jesus you all take it personal today. Jesus came. Sometimes you just need to be still and know he's God. Amen. But the spirit keep whispering in my ear, no, you stay right where you are. I'm, I'm in therapy. Amen. Amen. Somebody asked me that one time. They said, are you in therapy? I said, yeah, every Sunday morning around uh, 9 o'clock at one service and, and uh, 1030 another service. That's my therapy. Amen. I do believe in therapy. Amen. And after hanging around some of you Christians, I believe some of y'all need therapy. Amen. Amen. Don't, don't be making no appointment with the pastor. He, I'm a preacher. Amen. I do not have answers to all of your agonies. I don't have the right kind of balm for some of y'all's bruises. Amen. I don't have some of the cures that y'all need for y'all's calamities. Amen. Amen. So get you some professional help. Look at your neighbor and say, I knew it. I knew you needed some. Amen. Amen. Somebody got offended. You the main one that needed. Amen. Amen. Got your hands crossed. And cross them arms. Amen. Amen. You know you need some. Amen. But this is my therapy for today. What is it that um, the singer, what's his name? Aunt J. Anthony Brown. This is group therapy, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, right now we in group therapy, amen. Because the Holy Spirit, once he encompasses and fills the room, if you are a believer, he's already in you, but now we can collectively come together in the ecclesia and worship him together in spirit and truth, amen. I want to, as Josh said, acknowledge those who are online who are streaming, but those of you who are online and streaming who I just got through talking to that need to be in the building, you know who I am, won't call your name, amen. You need to be in the collective body. I, I need some more amens in there. Y'all help me, amen. Amen, amen. Listen, listen, the women did such a wonderful job on last Sunday. Sister Sharon. Amen. Just raise your hand. Amen. Our, our women's ministry leader. Amen. We want to thank brothers. Come on. Let's just thank the ladies. Thank Sharon wants to make sure that you ladies know that you are appreciated and love for what you did. Amen. Minister Cobbs did a wonderful job preaching. Amen. A great job preaching. Um, such a good job in preaching. I'm going to stop writing my own sermons. Amen. Let him write them for me. Amen. There's no sense in me doing yeah, I'm He's on payroll already. It's no sense to me. He's going to preach that good, doing all this extra work. Amen. He's on the preaching team. Amen. He's on the preaching team. Y'all can help him. Amen. And we'll see what the Lord says on Sunday. Amen. 
Amen. There is a word from the Lord in Philippians chapter 1, verse 19 in the NIV. Amen. When you find it, say amen. Before we begin reading, bow your heads with me in a word of prayer. Father, we are grateful and thankful today. We are so overwhelmed with the power of your presence in this place. Right now, we pray, Lord, that we would be guided by your spirit. Fill us. Fill us with your spirit. Feed us. Feed us with your word, Lord. Strengthen us and keep us and guide us and guard us. Mm. Speak to our hearts, our minds, our souls, our spirit. Bring healing in this place. Bring deliverance in this place. Lift up our heads, Lord. Lift up our spirits. Give us strength to go on. Forgive us of sin. Help us to move forward in life, in freedom, in peace, in love, in joy, in hope, and help us to walk in victory. Now, Lord, let the words of our mouth, meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, our strength and our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Let every heart say amen. amen. Travel with me to the textual territory, Philippians chapter 1, verse 19, and we want to read just that verse this is the word of God. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. The word of God for the people of God, all praise be to God. You may be seated in this place. If you've been tracking with us, you know that this, these past few weeks, we've been in a series of messages entitled Power Surge, Encountering the Holy Spirit. We've been sharing in that where we're focusing on depending our understanding of and deepening our relationship with the Holy Spirit. In previous weeks, we talked about when the Spirit comes, when the Spirit works, when the Spirit feels. And today, with the aid, assistance, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, we want to talk on the topic, when the Spirit supplies. When the Spirit supplies. The story is told about a woman who went to a local appliance store and purchased a brand new Refrigerator. Did y'all know refrigerators now have TVs? Mm -hmm. So you know what I'm talking about. She got one with all the bells and the whistles, unlike anything she had ever seen before, and she was so enamored by it in anticipation of the delivery date. She went out and to Costco, HEB, Sam's, and Walmart stocked it with groceries, went to bed. The next morning she got up but was disheartened to discover that the milk had spoiled. Ice cream was running over the freezer. Vegetables were changing color. She called the store manager and said, I don't understand. I am a member of Resurrection Church. Right now, I spend all this money and I am evangelically ticked off. 
store manager said, what's wrong? She said, I don't know. <clears throat> he said, open the door and see if a light comes on. She opened the door and she said, no, 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 no light came on. He said, put your ear close to the refrigerator and see if it's running and see if you hear a hum. She said, no, I don't hear anything. He said, ma'am, he said, ma'am, there's a cord running from the back of the refrigerator. Would you please check to see if it's connected? Lo and behold, when she went back to the refrigerator, the cord was not plugged in. Manager said, ma'am, um, no matter how advanced or how good or how great or high tech an appliance is, although it's wonderful, it was manufactured in such a way that it will not function if it is not plugged into a power source. Unless you plug the cord, the power cord in, you will, your food will continue to spoil. Now that's a rather obvious truth that no matter how much you paid for it, no matter how it's built, your refrigerator won't work the way it was designed to work until and unless it's plugged into the power source. Come here for just a moment because I want to suggest to you your spiritual life, your whole life will not work either until and unless it is plugged into the Holy Spirit power. Somebody ought to shout Holy Ghost power. Y'all, when God saved us, he gave us all the necessary components that we need for spiritual growth and victory. God has supplied us with a new nature, a new mind, a new heart, a new conscience, a new future, new emotions through the finished work of Jesus Christ. But we are dependent creatures. We were not designed to work on our own. It is only when we are empowered by the Holy Spirit that we can produce what we were created, designed, crafted, and fashioned to produce. We need power, y'all, to face, fathom, and forge through our changes, our challenges, our choices, through our contests, our conflicts, and our crises. And that power is available through the indwelling and feeling of the Holy Spirit. Can I preach for a moment? Because hear me well, too often we feel and function as though we can make it on our own, but we cannot. Someone once said the sin of the Old Testament is re was the rejecting of God the Father. The sin of the New Testament was rejecting God the Son. But the sin of the current church is rejecting God and the Holy Spirit. A.W. Tozer likewise shared that the only power God recognizes in the church is the power of the Holy Spirit. Are y'all hearing me? Whereas the only power that we recognize today, that which is recognized by the faithful, is the power of the people. Hear me when I say that God does eternal work by the operation of the Holy Spirit. While we in church often attempt to do ours in the power of the train, devoted intellect, bright personality somehow has taken the place of divine influence. Y'all, we need 
the Holy Spirit. It's amazing how celebrity saints can impress us. You could say the same thing, and depending on the person who says it, we might just get emotionally charged. But here's one who's articulate, that apostle, that gospel globetrotter, Paul. He understood this reality, and he addresses it in his message to the believers at Philippi. And in this text, he speaks of the supply of the Spirit, suggesting, y'all, that this divine supply would completely alter the results of their, their life experience and ours too. And he begins this letter by saying, for I know. Well, I can hardly wait to preach this. You need to stop right there and pay attention when he says, for I know. Because what he's speaking of is something that he knows that is absolutely certain. He is absolutely confident and assured that everything happening in his life would turn to his salvation. Let me just give you a few. He believes that his agonies will yield to assurances, that his brokenness will yield to blessings, that his crisis will result in celebration, that his defeat will result in deliverance, that his errors will result in enthusiasm, that his flaws will frighten his future, his grief will give way to gladness, his hurts will give way to healing, his irritation will give way to determination, his jolts will proceed as joys, his kinks will not overcome his kindness, his liabilities can't overcome come the love the miseries will turn into music the needs will be negotiated the obstacles will reveal new options his pain will bring new power Paul proclaims for I know he seems to be suggesting that all that's happening to him may well be best for him both in time and eternity and likewise I need only about 85 of y'all who are listening to me right now know that whatever you are in God permitted you to be in it and whatever God permits you to be in he's already paid the path for you to come up out of it you ought to shout like you already out you ought to scream like you've already overcome For I know. And he offers two, two reasons for his certainty. First of all, he says, I know, number one, because of the prayers of the saints. Y'all, there's some folk you better not ask to pray for you if you really don't want you, what you're asking for. Just pray for me to get a husband. Yeah, God will send you or God will let you get one, but it may not be the one you thought. That's why you got to be specific in your prayers. I'm saying, I need him to be like this and that. I need him to know that I got attitudes over here. And I got, because a lot of times we, we looking and judging folk who are messed up and we messed up ourselves. You, you, you looking at all their cracks and all their kinks and all this. The, the, the reason why you can see it is because it reminds you what you see in the mirror every time you wake up. I need somebody to help me right here. He says, I know because of your prayers. And here's what I know. I know that I'll be delivered. He says, through your prayers, I'll be, did y'all just read that with me? Delivered. This underscores y'all how important prayer is. You ought to just give God some praise for those who are celebrating, who are praying weekly in this church. Our prayer ministry. Those who continue to be faithful. I know that I'll be delivered because of your prayers. But secondly, here's my second reason for my certainty. Not only because of the prayers of the saints, but because of the power of the Spirit. He's certain because of the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. 
Now, I got to dissect this discussion real quickly, and here it is. Number one, we can see plainly just uh, in the word of God and uh, in, in what Paul is saying, the person of the Holy Spirit. Say the person. The person of the Holy Spirit. Note the term employs the spirit. He employs the spirit of Jesus Christ. The spirit of Jesus. Paul, when he speaks of the Holy Spirit, he's not talking about a thing or an influence or an atmosphere or some kind of ethereal life force. The Holy Spirit is not a spiritual Casper the friendly ghost floating around somewhere. Paul speaks of the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. Every time you spell it, it ought to be in capital letters. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is not enthusiasm. He is not courage. He's not energy. He's not just something you feel, something that makes you run and shout and scream and uh, turn flips and hang off the rafters and the chandeliers. He is not the personification of all good qualities like Jack the Frost is the personification of cold weather. Actually, the Holy Spirit is not the personification of anything. The Holy Spirit is a person just like you are a person. The Holy Spirit has all the qualities of a person. Holy Spirit has substance, but not material substance. He has individuality. He is a being and not another. He has will and intelligence. He has hearing. He has knowledge and sympathy and the ability to love and see and think. He can speak. He can desire. He can be grieved. He can rejoice. Spell it in capital letters. Holy Spirit Jesus in John 16 and 13 said, but when he, who? The Holy Spirit, uh, the spirit of truth, when the Holy Spirit does what comes, what will he do? He will guide you, not it will guide you because neither you nor I can have a relationship with an it. You, you, I know something. Okay, that, that's a sign you really need therapy if you got a relationship with it. I, I, I got to have a relationship with a person. He, a person, not energy, a person. He, not force, a person, someone you can talk to and walk with and live with a person. Ah. Preacher once told a story of a lady who had come up to him after he preached. He knew that as soon as she was walking up, that he didn't have any security. Because he could tell she was getting close, she was agitated, upset, and she walked straight up to him and said, you prayed wrong today. He said, excuse me? You prayed wrong tonight. He said, how? When you prayed, you prayed to the Holy Spirit. We are supposed to pray in the name of Jesus. He replied to her, said, ma'am, if, if you know all three, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you can talk to either one. I just helped somebody. Somebody, somebody just missed it. But hang in there. I'm going to explain it to you in the message because in Romans 15 and 13, Paul spoke of the love of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person described in Scripture with all kind of traits and characteristics of personality. Love is a characteristic of a person. 
John 16 and 13, Jesus says of what he shall hear and that he shall speak. A person both can hear and speak. Romans 4 and 30, Paul admonishes the believers at Ephesus to grieve not the Holy Spirit. Grieving is the trait of a personality. Because the Holy Spirit is a person, we can know the Holy Spirit personally. You can know the Holy Spirit intimately. And let me add this real quick, my own testimony. I know the Holy Spirit. I, I, I try my best never to stand behind the sacred desk of God in my own power and my own strength. I pray to God that every time I speak, every time I get ready to put a sermon together, that it's not in my power, but by his my power, that the power of the Holy Spirit. Spirit, I have talked with the Spirit before I get here. I have heard the Spirit before I speak to you. I have been in the presence of the Holy Spirit. I worship before I leave the house. Before I hear a praise team, I've already lifted up my holy hands. But before I even get in the place, and sometimes it's all in my dreams. I, I can hardly sleep on Saturdays because I'm, it's in my mind about what God is going to do on Sunday. Somebody's going to be blessed. Somebody's going to be healed. Somebody's going to be delivered. Somebody's going to get saved. Somebody's going to go in a different direction. Somebody's going to make up their mind. I ain't going to be what I have been. I'm getting ready to move forward. I'm going to leave the past in the past, and I'm going to start over today. I have been in the presence of the Holy Spirit I felt his touch I felt his healing hands the Holy Spirit has been more than an influence or energy in my life I know him from experience what about you I need somebody who will give their own testimony don't you ought to be bold about it pastor I know exactly what you are talking about it's the power of the Holy Spirit I felt it when I got in my car before I got out of my driveway I couldn't wait to get to church to celebrate and to worship and just to give God praise the Holy Spirit is real in my life it's personal it's profound it's personal it's profound it's passionate it's pivotal it's positive it's private Holy Spirit is a person. That means we can know him from personal experience. Know him from experience and from essence. Know him from experience. Paul, listen, speaks of the Holy Spirit as the spirit of Jesus Christ. Which means he's not just any person. He is divinity. Okay? There is oneness in intimate union with God the Father and Christ the Son. I'm trying to get y'all to understand the Trinity here. Because the Holy Spirit is the person of Christ manifested and distributed. The Holy Spirit is in essence God and Christ indivisible from the Father and the Son. Y'all, this is Theology 101. John 14 and 16, Jesus says, and I will ask the Father, God the Son asked God the Father, and he will give you another advocate. That's God the Holy Spirit. Y'all listen, another comforter to help you and be with you forever. I'm going to leave in the flesh, but I'll still be here in the, y'all, Jesus was saying He's going to replace me, and he that's replacing me will actually be me. Y'all didn't even get that. Yeah, 
Y'all getting depressed because y'all see me leaving, but I ain't, I, I'm not going to leave you like you think I'm going to leave you. I'm going to send another. Because when I'm with you right now, I can only be in one place at one time. I'm in the flesh. But if I leave and come back in the Holy Spirit, I can be with you everywhere. You could take them to your job. You could take them to the classroom. You could do them. You could be with them in the kitchen. You could be with them. Okay, somebody still didn't get it because I thought everybody would have been standing. Go sit down. I want to see who it is. So I want. I don't want to judge nobody, but maybe this will help you. Because after their, after, their, after their biological mother put them up for adoption, two identical twin boys were put in different homes and separated for 39 years. After searching for more than four decades, one brother found the other, and they became known in the community as Jim and Jim. Jim Lewis said that looking at his identical brother, Jim Springer, was just like looking in the mirror. Now, although they had been apart for four decades, they discovered they had an enormous amount of similarities. Both Jims were adopted by parents from Ohio. Both Jim were named Jim by their adoptive parents. Both Jim, as boys, had a dog named Toy. Both Jims were nail biters, fretful sleepers, and suffered from migraine headaches. Both Jims were married twice. Both Jims' first wives were named Linda, and their second wives were named Betty. Both Jims had sons, and watch this, they named their sons. Okay, y'all, y'all follow. Y'all slow on this side, come on. Both Jims loved stock car racing and hated baseball. Both Jims smoked Salem cigarettes and drank Miller Lite beer. <laughs> I got more amens on that than the whole service. <laughs> Preach, preacher. <laughs> Both Jims built children's furniture in the basement, constructed circular white Benches around the trees in their backyards had the same IQ, nearly the same brain wave patterns, identical handwriting, and both gems died on the same day. But when Jesus said, another comforter, he meant that he and the Holy Ghost were more identical than Jim and Jim. Some got it, some didn't. He's saying there's absolutely no difference. Listen, as similar as they were, Jesus says there's no difference between me and the Holy Ghost. Everything Jesus did, the Holy Spirit is now doing. Did you get that? The Holy Spirit is a person we can know from experience and essence. But secondly, talking about the person of the Holy Spirit, this text also teaches on the presence of the Holy Spirit because it testifies that the Holy Spirit is a person who is present. He's present. Say present. You may not always recognize him, but he's present. He's not distant and beyond reach. 
The Holy Spirit is available. Say available. Man, I love that word. He's available, y'all. The scripture testifies to the personal presence of the Holy Spirit. Look at 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. Read it when you get a chance. It just simply says that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. That means present, y'all. If your body is the temple, wherever you take your body, the Holy Spirit is there. Your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is divinity dwelling inside the person of faith. That's why you got to be careful where you take your body. Ooh, I didn't mean to go there. The Holy Spirit resides and indwells every believer. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came upon certain and select people. But in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit resides within everybody. Listen, in the Old Testament, God's glory rested in the temple. But in the New Testament, God's glory rests in us through the personal presence of the power of the Holy Spirit. Throughout history, y'all, many things have been called wonders. And I, listen, I get it. I, I was going through it the other day. The seven wonders of antiquity, the, the, the great uh, pyramids of Egypt, the, 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 the Bab Babylon's gardens, the mausoleums of, 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 of uh, a name I can't pronounce, the, the Colossus of Rhodes, the uh, Jupiter's statue, and the Palace of Cyrus. The list goes on. There's the seven wonders of the Middle Ages, the Colosseum of Rome. They said that they built stuff in those Colosseums that we still have not even architecturally or even could afford to build today. The catacombs of Alexandria. These things were done thousands of years ago. The Great Wall of China, Stonehenge, the Leaning Tower of Pisa, the Porcelain Tower of Nanjing, the Mosque of Sophia at Constantinople. But the wonder of the ages compared to all of that is that God would choose to put divinity in dust. Heavenly in the human, eternal in the earthbound, that the Holy Spirit would reside and remain in you and me. That's a wonder, y'all. The presence of the Holy Spirit is personal and present to every believer because the Holy Spirit lives in us. But not only do we have the personal presence of the Holy Spirit, we also have the perpetual presence of the Holy Spirit. Oh, I got to preach this because when the Holy Spirit moves into your life, he doesn't move in temporarily. I've hired some employees over the years, and, 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 and we've been blessed by doing that. I remember when we first got here, there was an employee that, 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 that we had hired or was getting ready to hire, and he moved in, and he never moved in his stuff. His office always looked like it was before we hired him. Everybody that moves into a new office puts stuff in their office. Y'all looking at me because you think I'm going to tell you who it is. Not. And it wasn't long before he left. And I thought about it after he left. I talked with one of the employees. I said, you know, he was on his way in. He was on his way out when he came in. Because he never moved in as if though he was going to be permanent. I ain't trying to get somebody fired. If you're you a boss, don't, 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 don't look at nobody. Hey, I noticed you don't have no pictures on your wall. Permanent. 
when the Holy Spirit moves in, he's not just moving in talking about, hmm, I ain't going to be here long. He moves in as a permanent resident. He is not a temporary transient resident. His presence is, I'm trying to get you to see, this is what you ought to shout on. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit until our redemption is complete. In other words, until we see God face to face in the world without him, the Holy Spirit is with us and will continue to be with us in this world. He will not leave us and forsake us, but will abide with us and dwell in us forever. You can't lose the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit certainly can't lose us. His perpetual presence ain't nothing but a down payment that we will make it to our heavenly home. Despite all you go through, despite all you face, despite all which you have to grapple, remember the Holy Spirit's perpetual presence is in you. And it's a down payment that guarantees you will get through. You will get by. You will get over it by the grace of God. The presence of the Holy Spirit is perpetual and it's powerful. I got to get through this. Listen. Because there's a, there's a scripture in, in Acts. First chapter. Eighth verse. I don't even know why I had to look at that. Jesus is preparing to exit earth. And he's got to deal with these doubting disciples. Been one for three years. He's died, rose, continued to be with them for a little while longer. And he's, he's about to catch a cab, a taxi, on a cloud. And he says to them, now listen, y'all, y'all, I don't know what else I can say, but you will receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come on you. And here's the good news, y'all. You will be witnesses. Do I have to go through all of it in shirts, in San Antonio, throughout Texas, throughout the United States, in all the world? You will receive that kind of power. Without the Holy Spirit, y'all hear me when I say it, we cannot witness. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot worship. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot work in a way that glorifies God. Without the Holy Spirit, we're like farmers trying to stop a tidal wave with a pitchfork. I'm going to give you this and I'm, I'm, I'm just about done. I'm going to let y'all, y'all going to get out early enough to get brunch. Amen. Story is told once by the hospital's intensive care unit. The patients were tragically, they just kept dying in the same bed on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Regardless of their medical condition, death occurred the same time, the exact same time, in the exact same bed, on the exact same ward, Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Doctors were puzzled. It was a phenomenon. They even thought that it could be something that's supernatural. No one could seem to solve the misery as to why the deaths occurred around 11 a.m. Sunday morning, same bed, same ward, same exact time. They assembled a worldwide team of experts come and investigate the incidents and the next Sunday morning they said we're going to observe 
for a few moments, right before 11 a.m., all the doctors, all the practitioners, all the nurses nervously waited outside to see for themselves this terrible phenomenon, what it was all about. Some of them came up there with wooden crosses, prayer books, sacred objects, anything to ward off any nefarious spirits. And just when the clock struck 11 a.m., Pookie Johnson, a part of the Sunday janitor uh, team, entered the ward. He was a part-time worker, unplugged the life support system so he could use the vacuum cleaner. Wake up your neighbor and say, did you hear that? <laughs> some got it, some didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist that. Stay with me, because as you ponder this story, the question really is, is there a disconnect going on in your own life? The power of the Holy Spirit, y'all, is not just the strength to make you run, jump, and shout, and holler. I I've watched a whole lot of YouTube, church on YouTube. And it, I really scratch my head at some of the stuff we shouting about. All the nonsense that's being preached. It ain't biblical. They don't even quote a scripture because it ain't in the Bible. They'll just walk around and say something that sounds so good. And people are running and shouting and foaming at the mouth. That is not a demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Power of the Holy Spirit is not what you can see and demonstrate it even in church. It is the power to live, overcome, to persevere, to win and succeed. If you come in here and do all that screaming and shouting and jumping and your attitude is still just as jacked up as it was before you got here, that was not the Spirit. That was your emotions. And I'm tired, sick and tired of hearing people talking about the Holy Spirit told me this and the Holy Spirit. And there's always something negative about everybody else but not about themselves. The Holy Spirit will point out some of your stuff because the Holy Spirit enables and equips and empowers us so that we can do the work of God and give God glory. Can I get somebody who will just high five your neighbor and say, I needed that. That was for me. Ah. He gives us what we need so that we can do the work of God. When we became sons and daughters and servants and delegates of God, God never intended for us to go to heaven all by ourselves. God meant for all of us to be evangelists. All of us ought to be ministers. All of us ought to be telling somebody about the good news of Jesus Christ.
God has given you the power of the Holy Spirit so that you can be witnesses to God's love, witnesses to God's mercy, witnesses to God's grace, witnesses to God's power in the world. All of us are called upon to be talking testimonies, speaking specimens, living illustrations of the goodness of God. You ought to give God praise today. You ought to thank him right now that he enables us to be what we can be and do what we can do. He has given us the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm almost done we have the person of the Holy Spirit we have the presence of the Holy Spirit but we also have the provision can I tell you about it real quickly? Because, because listen, he uses a word supply. And when he uses that word supply, the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ, it's an extremely interesting word. And here's the reason why it speaks of a contribution. That the Holy Spirit is our source. Our source. I don't know how you view TV, but you need, you can't view television without a source. It could be direct TV, AT&T, YouTube TV, and now they got all kind of apps. They're giving you a source. You can't see a show without a source. The Holy Spirit is a source, but it's a, he's a source. For whatever is necessary okay he is our source for whatever is necessary he's our source for whatever is necessary if healing is necessary if deliverance is necessary if strength is necessary God give me discernment that's necessary if wisdom is necessary if not being silly and dumb, oh, I got to go there, and acting stupid is necessary. If love is necessary, if hope and peace and joy, the Holy Spirit is our source for whatever is necessary in life. Can I get an amen right there? Whatever's necessary, it is not something the Holy Spirit gives. It is who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is available supply. Available supply. If you run out of steam, available supply. If you run out of energy, available supply. If you run out of ideas and options and, and enthusiasm and, and patience and, and hope, whatever you, at the end of your rope and you feel like you've exhausted every resource and tried every door and ventured down every path, that's when the Holy Spirit steps in because the Holy Spirit is a helper. The Holy Spirit is an advocate. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. The Holy Spirit is our guide. The Holy Spirit is our strength. When we lack strength and stamina and the will to go on, forget don't you ever forget the supply of the spirit when you are at the end of your resources never forget the supply of the spirit 
when we lack what is needed or necessary to be what we should be. Never forget the supply of the Holy Spirit. When we are unable to do what must be done, there is a supply of the Holy Spirit. The power and the provision of the Holy Spirit are available. Hold on, hold on. There's a supply of the Spirit. I'm, I'm rushing myself because I, I got to give you this real quickly because the supply of the Spirit envelops and empowers and equips us to do the work of God. And it's available to every minister and member, to every parent and peer, to every professional and partner. The supply is available to every man and woman, to every boy and girl. When burdens, y'all, are pressing us on every hand, we have the supply of the Holy Spirit. Available supply. Available supply. But this is the one I need to get to. Here it is. Abundant supply. It's one thing to have that which is available, but it's another thing to have that which is abundant. Paul says it like this. God's grace is sufficient. Hallelujah, y'all. The abundance of the Holy Spirit, the supply of the Holy Spirit is more than sufficient. That word sufficient that Paul uses denotes it means it, not only does he have resources, but he has huge resources. Sufficiently endowed huge resources more than enough for any endeavor and I got to assure you today that the supply of the Holy Ghost is sufficient supply greatest unused power in the world is the power of the Holy Spirit of the living God I'm gonna give you this and I'm gonna let you go many of you some of you I should say frequent places like home improvement stores I try to avoid them and here's why and you probably seen me in there a couple of times I know I can't tell who are members no more I don't even ask they, Pastor Brown how you doing hey, how you doing checking out did a good job last Sunday thank you God bless you so I'm thinking that next time I go, I see somebody. Pastor Brown, how you doing? Fine, hi. Which service you attend? Oh, no, I go to your brother's church. <laughs> I just don't even ask no more. I just. But if you ever see me in there, if you ever see me in Home Depot or Lowe's, any do-it-yourself store, it usually means that I'm messing around with something in my house that probably ought to be left <laughs> to professionals. Or the folk that work around this church. I, I don't know how I got this label. People call me bougie. That is not true. I decree and declare. That that lie. Is not true. I just don't do certain things anymore. Amen. I leave it to those who Gary. Those who really know how to do it. And who have been properly trained. I, I'm trained to do this well. I, I didn't expect all that. <laughs> but there's some other things I, I'll call James. I'll call, I'll call, I'll call. One of the Jameses of our church. And, uh, 
We got about five or six of them. I don't even know which one. I just, if it says James on my phone, hey, listen, I'm at Home Depot. <laughs> and anybody else on our, on our team? And, 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 and here's the reason why I, listen, do-it-yourself approaches for me in my perspective are just good for minor things you know I, I get excited when I fix minor stuff it just excites me I, I wish somebody could have seen me just so I could prove to them I could do this I, I didn't go on YouTube and look at a video I just knew how to put that thing so my toilet could flush right I start playing with it just keep on Shake my head and say, look at it. Look, go, you go, Ray Brown. <laughs> but it's for minor stuff. It's, 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 it's just for minor stuff. Well, it's just, just, it's just for minor stuff. Deke, it's, it's just, in, in, my, in my view, it's for minor household repairs. But it does not work in the larger scheme of life. Because if you can make your own life work, like you can fix your own stuff at home, if, if you could make your own success and if you can make your own joy and your own peace, you would not need the power of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus put it before he left the planet, said it like this. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I need somebody who can shout on the word of God. That when God saved us. He gave us everything we need, abundant supply, available supply. God gave us somebody who we could lean on. God gave us somebody we could look to. God gave us somebody who has the strength to hold us up. The Holy Spirit, y'all. So if you are tired of trying to make your life work, if you are weary of trying to grow and gain victory on your own, only to keep on tasting defeat, I encourage you right now, you can start drying your tears. You can get some sleep tonight if you let the Holy Spirit be your supply. I'm about to drop this mic. Y'all better go on and get this. The Holy Spirit is more than enough. In sickness, he's more than enough. In struggle, he's more than enough. In trials, more than enough. In tears, more than enough. In pandemic, more than enough. In loneliness, more than enough. In disappointment, more than enough. In despair, more than enough. In frustration, more than enough. In irritation and aggravation, more than enough. In battle, more than enough. He'll give you unspeakable joy. He'll give you peace that passes all understanding. He'll be your strength when you're weak. He'll be your voice when you can't speak. He'll be your sight when you can't see. He'll be your best. He'll make the best out you. Won't he do it? I said, won't he do it? Won't he put a smile on your face? Won't he put clapping in your hands? Won't he put dancing in your feet? Won't he put a running in your legs? Won't he put a shout in your spirit? Won't he do it? I said, won't he do it? Is there anybody here who can testify that you know God is more than enough? You ought to stand up and say, I tried him and I found out that he's all right with me. Goodbye, resurrection. I got to go now, but may God bless you real good. He's more, more, more. He's more than enough.
Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Anybody know God to be more than enough? And I am a living witness to his goodness and his grace and his mercy. Grateful for his available and abundant supply. Listen, Pastor said a whole lot, um, a whole lot of good stuff. Um, what I took from that is, is a question that I want to pose to everybody everybody in here. And that question is, are you plugged in? Are you plugged in? He said the power source is there. It's there. It's available. It's abundant. But are you plugged in? You've been trying to figure it out. You've been trying to work it out trying to wonder, wonder how you're going to make it. God says all you have to do is plug in. Plug in. Jesus, over 2,000 years ago, he gave his life and then sent the comforter to be the advocate for us so that all we would have to do is plug in. So how do I do that? How do I do that? It's very easy, very simple. All you have to do is first admit that you're a sinner and that you need God. Believe that he died on the cross and got up with all power in his hands and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of your life. If you do that, ma'am, if you do that, sir, you have just plugged in. You've just plugged in and gotten that power source that is the Holy Spirit. And so we have some, some deacons here, some of our sharers here. If that's you this morning and you feel the person of the Holy Spirit tapping you on your shoulder, telling you to go ahead and plug in, we invite you to come now. We invite you to come now. in this morning.
maybe, maybe, maybe you've already plugged in to the source that is the Holy Spirit, but you haven't yet plugged into a church that you call home. You haven't yet plugged into a place where you have someone where you, who you can call your pastor. We invite you now to also do that. So if you haven't yet, uh, you've been thinking about it, uh, you've been contemplating, should I join? Is this the Sunday? This is a good day to join and plug into the family that is resurrected. So we invite you to now to come. Will you come? Will you plug in? Around for me. Around for me. Amen. Amen. Will you plug in with us this morning? Around for me. Around for me. Around for me. Amen. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise for those who have made the decision. So plug in. Thank you, praise team. Now listen, even if you didn't um, physically come down this morning, uh, you can always join uh, online. You can take out your phone and text the word join uh, to 830-689-8074 and we will get you plugged in that way as well. Amen. Amen. We have worship today. Um, yes, we have worshiped today in song. We worship today through the preached word, and now it is time to worship in our giving. Giving back to God what he so graciously has given unto us. And so we invite you now to take out your phone, and you can text RBC1, RBC1 uh, to 77977. The instructions are there on the screen. You can give electronically, um, or you can drop it off uh, on your way out or mail it in here to our church campus. Amen? Amen. Can we give God another hand clap of praise for his presence and for his preacher? Pastor Brown, give God a hand clap of praise for our pastor. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Listen, listen, as we get ready uh, to leave, I want to remind everybody that June is coming to a close Next month is anniversary month. It's anniversary month, and we are blessed to be able to celebrate 40 years. 40 years, 40 years. So I know if Pastor Brown had the mic right now, he would encourage everybody, if you have not yet, to get your ticket for our celebration banquet that is going to happen next month. I promise you it's going to be a great time in the Lord celebrating all that he has done in the life of this church and so you go online to our website and see instruction i believe there's a table in the lobby as well that you can go ahead and take care of that if you have not yet already amen let's go ahead and stand as we get ready to dismiss close out in a word of prayer father god we just thank you once again for just being god in our lives we thank you for uh, your son we thank you for your spirit um, 
one that guides us and leads us each and every day. We pray now, God, that you would continue to help us uh, to plug in, to feast on that power source each and every day, no matter what comes our way. Bless this church. Bless our pastor. Refresh and refill him so that he may continue to do the work that you have called him to do. Now, as we leave this place, but never from your presence, we will be reminded, oh God, to continue to give your name all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. And all the God's people said, amen. 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 God bless you and God keep you.